and welcome back to Kidman Talk episode 135. Now I was thinking of naming this episode COVID Survival because I'm going to be answering some of your questions that you posted in our Kidology Facebook group. But as we look forward to what's coming in the future, we now that we have kind of adapted, not totally adapted, but gotten a little bit used to this new normal, it's actually time to start thinking about how we're going to transition toward the future. So that is going to be a theme of the podcast today. By the way, our featured resource and sponsor today is ServeHQ.Church, a resource that really can not only help you now in this season, but especially as you get back into quote-unquote regular church ministry. I don't think there will be back to normal. I'm excited to see what new innovation, new ways of connecting with kids, new ways of communicating we are going to adapt to as we move to the future because we have learned a lot in this season, right? We have learned Zoom and we have learned video editing. We have learned content creation and and communicating with parents during the week and not just on Sunday. So I'm excited about the way forward. So sit back and relax. Thanks for spending some time with me here on Kidman Talk. Oh, I'm I'm filming here actually from my Kidology COVID-19 laboratory where Kids Search Online and all kinds of stuff's been created, but uh, yeah, the green doesn't look that good. So uh, let's update the background. There, that's much better. That's much better. Hey, by the way, I have so enjoyed helping equip and encourage you guys in your online digital ministry to kids. This has been um, just an incredible season. You know, I don't know how it happened for you, right? But I was, um, the weekend this all happened when when uh, suddenly we were not in church on Sunday. Thursday, I was in my office and I just got this overwhelming sense. It wasn't a sense of dread. It was kind of just a crazy positive idea from God. But I got this sense, Carl, you need to, you need to do something with your family. I, I called my wife up and I said, hey, pack up. We're going up to the mountains for a day. We're going to stay up there. We're going to chill. We're going to relax. And we're just going to have a family day. Friday's my day off. I said, let's spend it in the mountains. And she was like, Cool. We love going up to the mountains because we're, we're Colorado people. We live in God's country. So they scrambled, Luke and Sarah. I got out of the office. I headed home. We loaded up the Jeep and we headed up the mountain to where we were going to stay. And some of you may have even seen some of my Facebook live videos that I did uh, from up there in the mountains. Well, we had a wonderful time. We just chilled. It was a little eerie, though. There weren't a lot of people there. This was the week it was kind of all starting. Some of you might have saw my goofy video where I went to Chick filet in my hazmat suit. I wouldn't do that now, but that was kind of my humorous way of dealing with as the fear was kind of onsetting. I wanted to kind of uh, battle it with a little bit of humor, but we were driving home from the mountains on Friday and uh, I get the text from my boss. Hey, emergency Zoom call, get on. So I got on Zoom. We're in the mountains. I didn't know how my connection would be. And that's when he unfolded uh, what our leadership and our state had requested for safety to voluntarily, you know, shift from moving in, meeting in large groups. And so, boom, we went, I got home, dropped the family up, went straight to church, and we began to brainstorm about how are we going to do ministry 
outside of our building. And I got to say, it's been stressful. It's been busy. I love the memes about, you know, man, I got no VBS and no camp and no weekly Sunday and I'm working three times as hard. Um, but it's also been really fun because how often do we tell kids that the church is not the building, but we're in the building while we're telling them that. And so we have gotten to really live that. So right away, I did a podcast on going relational in a digital uh, world. Actually, that was a week before church closed. Um, and then I did a, a, a podcast on what our church was doing, and we are turning this into an opportunity to reach our community like never before. You know, our big Easter hunt, extravaganza stage show, that had to be postponed, but we are giving out boxes of hope. We are having drive-through meals where people who have lost their jobs or impact just drive by our church every day at 3.30 for hot cooked meals. This is in partnership with our city and, and uh, restaurants in our community. And then it was time to go, what do I do with Kid Church? So that Saturday, I spent the entire day creating the very first Kids Church online service. Many of you have watched it. I'm blown away. It's been viewed. I don't like sharing numbers. Let's just say thousands of times because I honestly don't know how many times. I know how many views um, on Vimeo, but I don't know how many people downloaded it and shared it through their own Facebook groups or used it in their own service. And it's been really exciting. And so, man, uh, that was great. That first Sunday to be able to put that out there. And then uh, I've done two series since then in the middle of the second series. And if you haven't heard about it, you just go to kidology.org forward slash KCO. It stands for Kids Church Online. I finally shortened it. Um, but then people are like, I need to do this, right? I, I mean, Carl, we love your videos, but I need to do this with my kids. So I did a webinar that I had to upgrade my Zoom account because it blew up and so many people came to that. And that was on taking your digital, taking your Kidman digital. So I, I showed how to do green screen. I showed this whole room with all the backdrops and everything. That's there on Kidology. If you missed it, you can watch it. Then Zoom became part of our ministry life, right? Like every day from pastoral staff meetings, you know, to connecting with kids and connecting with volunteers. So my good buddy Craig Wilson and I did a podcast on how to do Zoom with some really practical ideas. I learned so much from that um, podcast with Craig, and I've been enjoying doing all kinds of things. In fact, this week we're doing a parents, our family and volunteers bingo online. I got this idea from Craig. The winning family is going to get pizza delivered on Friday night. So I'm excited to do that. That's using a tool called Sidekick, but you can learn all about that in that podcast. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Then I did one on editing an iMovie. Um, there's been so much created and Kidology has tried to be really responsive that I've pulled it all together. And if you go to kidology.org forward slash COVID, all right, um, we're going to list the webinars there, the podcast there, resources on Kidology that are pertinent to this era, kind of that one-stop click spot, not shop because it's all Kidology content or free. And um, so I want to make that available to you. I also want to make sure that you do know about servehq.church. This is a tool that I discovered actually just prior to this whole thing blowing up, and it's been a huge help in our ministry. There's two basic areas of trained of of um, of Serve HQ. There's trained up and there's huddle up. I'm actually using the trained up 
in the master classes that I'm doing um, because I can put out videos, I can know who watched it, they can answer questions, I can upload files, uh, there's chat and there's conversations. I did it in a Facebook group originally, but there were some downsides to Facebook, particular people don't have a Facebook account, uh, they couldn't participate. And that's true in your congregation as well. And so it's a great way for you to push out content but actually know whether people are watching it, who's actually watched it, and, um, and then provide you know, some response mechanisms. But the other area, which is called Huddle Up, is, is even more pertinent to this era. It is a tool that enables you to send emails and to send texts to large groups of people. If you use Planning Center, it integrates with that. You can import a list from Planning Center and you can use that as communication. I love how he describes, I'm just gonna read this from the website. Huddle Up helps you communicate effectively with your church body, volunteer teams, students, and parents with an easy to use communication tool built for the modern world. You can send mass messages via email, with text, video, images, and shared files. But here's the key, it's a safe environment. We have to have a really high standard of accountability in ministry. And when we get people interacting and talking, we get uh, married folks talking together, we get uh, leaders talking to minors, um, everything in there is observable by an admin. Conversations can't even be deleted, they can be archived. And so it creates a safe place where you can know that all the communication is wholesome, it's helpful, it's, it's appropriate. And, um, and so I want you to check out, uh, go to kidology.org forward slash serve HQ because there's an exclusive deal there for Kidology folks. All right. So I, I want, and it's, it's a great deal. I'm not saying what it is because it might change in the future and these podcasts get listened to for many, many years. So uh, go to serve HQ uh, on Kidology, or if you want to go straight to their website, you're welcome to it's dot church. It's serve HQ dot church, putting that dot com dot org dot biz dot info. None of those are going to work. At least I, I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe he's bought all those too, but it's serve hq.church. So check that out. So here's what I want to do. As we look at the way forward, I want to talk about um, what do we do now? Where do we find ourselves out? I posted in the Kidology Facebook group. I hope you're a member there. There's a lot of great Facebook groups. I'm in all of them, but that group is really focused on Kidology. It's a way to, to get in touch with me and ask me for help. It's how I keep my pulse on what resources and things that I can create. And by the way, not everyone finishes the podcast. At the end of the podcast, you're going to be the first to know of something huge, something new that I am in the middle of developing right now. And I'm going to soft launch it with this podcast. So if you've listened in uh, this far, a couple minutes in, and you stick around to the end, you're going to be the first to see something brand new. If you thought Kids Church Online was great, this is part of that, but even better, it's the next level, all right? So that's just my teaser. But I put in there um, questions. I said, I really wanna know, what are you struggling with? My heart is to equip and encourage you in your children's ministry, and especially during this season when people are feeling worn out, they're feeling exhausted, they're feeling stressed, they're feeling strained, they're feeling pulled, um, they're busier without church, without traditional church, and they're looking for help. So um, I compiled the questions in that thread, and I just want to kind of walk through those, and I rearranged them into the buckets of what people tended to be asked about. The first was really just in the area of life balance. How do we maintain balance? Amy writes, I can't help my son do well in school without dropping the ball 
with ministry and work stuff and vice versa. Yeah, because it's not just our ministries where life has changed. It's our homes where life has changed. Just how we go about doing the everyday things that we do. And for some, their kids are home and that's not normal. You know, it, that's not what they're used to. Um, in, in our Zoom meeting with parents, we, we played a game. And one of the questions was, what are you most looking forward to when this is all over? And one of the top answers was, my kid's going back to school. All right, people are driving each other crazy. Um, uh, another Amy, spelled differently, she said balance. You know, doing ministry at home with a two-year-old, feeling overwhelmed. She's trying to do her job um, and, it, and it's hard and she doesn't want to expect too much. And um, so here, here's what I, what I want to say. And we're going to touch on this again uh, toward the end. Don't, um, you know, in the Kidology Ultimate Toolbox and in the Master Course Training, one of the things I talk about is losing the cape. All right. Letting go of this image of yourself that is unrealistic and ultimately unfair. Um, it's this idea that you can do everything, um, that you can balance everything, that you can be awesome at everything, and you can't. In fact, in our last masterclass on being a proactive leader, one of the things I did for fun in one of the videos is I had a bunch of uh, balls, you know, those ball pit balls, different colors, and I wrote on them all the different things that were over in ministry, and there was about a dozen of them. There's obviously more than that. And I said, I'm going to teach you how to juggle all 12 of these balls. And, uh, and I cannot juggle 12 balls. So what I did is I got two up and I juggled two. I juggled three. I put some down. Then I juggled one. And I kind of said, the point is you, you can't juggle it all. You just can't. You have to accept, like, as a, even as a performer, entertainer, I juggle magic, unicycle, all kinds of stuff, but I can only juggle three balls, all right? That's as fancy as I get. I really admire those jugglers out there that can do more than that, but I have to accept that's not me. I can't do that. I'm not expected to do that, and I shouldn't be comparing myself to that. You might be a three-ball juggler, then you juggle three balls and you just put one down and you pick up the other and you say, here's what I can do today. Here's what I can do right now. You might be a two ball juggler. That There's no shame in that, right? It's still pretty cool to watch two balls being juggled with one hand. And, and yes, you heard it coming. You knew it was coming. You might be a one ball juggler, all right? People who are one ball jugglers are not less gifted or less talented or less super. They're actually more focused, all right? In fact, one of our Kidology coaches likes to talk about the myth of multitasking because he is very passionate. This is Todd McGeever, very passionate about doing one thing and doing it well, putting it down, picking up the next thing and doing that and doing that really well. So just make sure during this time, you don't take on more than what God's asking you to do, more than you can do. It's okay to do only what you can do well. In fact, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I would love for you to go to kidology.org forward slash yoke. All right, and it's an article I wrote years ago. Um, and the theme of it is where Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Let me say that again. Jesus said that his yoke is easy. Jesus said his yoke is light. If ministry is not feeling easy, if ministry is not feeling like light, excuse me, then it is likely, there's where I was going, 
that you are taking on more than Jesus' yoke. You're taking on more responsibility, more weight, more responsibility than he is asking you to do. That doesn't mean that life's always easy, that we don't work hard, you know, that, that there isn't an ebb and flow. But I, uh, I remember one time um, when my wife was frustrated with my load and with my pace, and, and I said to her, honey, you know, I was making justifications and excuses, and I said, honey, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm waiting for a normal week. And she said to me very sweetly, this sounds like a cut down, but it wasn't. It was just a very uh, vulnerable, transparent, honest answer. She said, Carl, this is a normal week. And it, it kind of pierced me because I realized, yeah, I'm, I keep looking for that perfect week. There is no perfect week. This is a normal week. And right now, this is normal. So it's okay to see things online and go, wow, that's awesome. That'd be really fun. Uh, but I there's no way I can pull that off. And that's okay. All right, make sure you do keep yourself in balance and make sure you keep first things first. One of the things I like to say to men whenever I have a context to speak to men in ministry, this applies to women too, um, but I share with men that I have decided to no longer make time for my family. And that sounds really horrible, right? And I say, well, for me, what that means is I used to make time for my family. But what I meant by making time for my family was that my life was my work and my ministry, my identity was wrapped up in that. And then out of that, I made time for my family. And that isn't how God wants us to live. My life actually is my family. So I make time for work. And work gets a lot of time. That's okay, especially as a provider, um, as the breadwinner, as the bacon maker, or you, whatever. Work takes time. So it's not, a of, it's not a matter of who gets the most time. It's a matter of what your default is. Are you pulling back to family or is family pulling you away from your work? So that's all I'm going to say on life balance. Um, to tradition, uh, transitioning back, I'm going to skip back to that one. Connecting with kids. How do we connect with kids, Catherine wants to know. Uh, Wendy says, you know, how do we interact and engage kids when parents are trying to limit their screen time, right? Michelle says, you know, parents say they're getting overwhelmed. They're being sent so much time and, and it can be frustrating as leaders. We think our spiritual input is more important than the alphabet and the math and all the school stuff, but it seems some, sometimes to get a second priority with parents and how do we deal with that. And Mary says, you know, she'd like to do some of these Zoom calls, uh, but 60 kids is too much. So how do you connect with larger groups? Well, let, let me say this. Remember, your job is not to raise the kids in your church. Can I say that again? That is, your job is not to raise the kids in your church. The parents, it's their job. And if they're good parents, they are exercising the same balance and margin that I just talked about for you. And so be sympathetic, um, be empathizing with parents. Let parents know that you're not giving them work to do, you're trying to make their job easier. You are providing something that they don't have the time to provide for themselves. Make sure that when you promote what you're doing, you say, I wanna help you. I wanna make your job easy. I wanna make you the parent, help you become the parent that you want to be by providing these Zoom calls or these videos or these links to resources. Um, but it be, be really open with your parents and just say, hey, if I'm sending you too much, you have my permission to ignore or delete, um, but just make sure that you are being intentional with your kids spiritually during the season because they've got fears and worries they may not share. Um, they're stressed. Um, you are the thermostat of the home. 
uh, and the kids reflect that. So if you're stressed and you're anxious, your kids likely are too. Um, so just make sure you realize that you you are a minister to those parents during the season. Um, that's why I, I've, I've done Zoom with my parents to say, hey, how are you doing? Am I sending out too much? Is there something else I could be doing that would be more helpful to you? I don't want to just be pushing stuff out you. And when I say that, then they're they're like no no it's it's fine we want that and it's also a gentle reminder yeah i probably should be using some of that stuff that pastor carl's sending me as far as large groups on zoom um i'm not going to get into the details here but in zoom you can actually set up rooms so i would say if you're going to do a large zoom thing i was i just did one of my zoom magic shows uh this week for my buddy frank tan's church it was part of their awana night they had the entire awana club there but they broke off into zoom rooms with leaders did their handbook time did small groups then they all came together for the magic show and um, and then that was the large group thing so be strategic in how you do it but yes you might need to break it down depending on the size of your church say yeah i'm just going to do a zoom call for the younger kids always say siblings are welcome because obviously if there's a first grader and the fifth grader wants to join in you know it's not like get out of the room this isn't for you but they don't need to dial in and then do something for preteens do something for elementary break those groups down and depending on the size of your church, that might be multiple. It might just be dividing it in two. Um, but make sure you do that. All right. Remember, don't go away. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be telling you about something new that's coming. I know some of you are just gonna skip ahead. I'm on to you. I know that's the beauty of this digital era, right? So, um, how do you plan during this area? Era. Amy asks that she's been struggling to plan ahead. You know, right in the middle of this we were doing our masterclass on being a proactive leader and what what a um, wrecking ball this era has been to being a proactive leader to planning ahead but it but it, if anything it's all the more important i described at the beginning how literally i found out thursday night that there wouldn't be church in the building on sunday and I had to scramble and I had to take the rest of my weekend and stay up late and to work hard to create an online service for kids. And um, if I had known that was coming, I could have planned ahead, right? But, but I couldn't. Well, here's the difference was as we transition back to what's next, we can start planning, all right? And we need to start planning, even though we don't know the dates. One of the things I've been doing with my own volunteers is letting them know I don't know the plan, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but here's what I do know, I am gonna need help and I'm gonna need volunteers and I've been inviting volunteers to be on my A-team and the A-team is my A-list of volunteers who are basically saying when the time comes, put me wherever you need me. I don't care if it's elementary or preschool or nursery, whatever you need, I'll be there. If we end up doing multiple services because we got to keep the numbers down, that I'll work multiple services. Pastor Carl, you can count on me. And I'm telling them I'm not going to accept it on the spot. You need to text me. You need to email me. You need to let me know that you want to be part of the A team. And of course, I'm going to appreciate them and champion them and celebrate them and, and thank them tangibly when that time comes. But start looking at structures. Start putting it on paper. Start doodling it. Then start flushing it out with some details and start planning what it could look like. You may have three scenarios that you're planned for. And I tell you what, your boss will be really 
pleasantly surprised and impressed if you're going to him to say, hey, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, um, but here's what I'm anticipating, or based on what you've hinted to us, because your lead pastor doesn't know, I was going to say doesn't have a clue. He has a clue, but he doesn't know for sure either, um, but support him. Let him know you are proactively thinking ahead and planning ahead and recruiting and getting ready. Um, we had just made a switch to planning center uh, during this whole check-in time because um, our church made a big database change. And, and so I'm like, I got no nobody checking in, but I'm figuring out the app and I'm downloading the, the, the programs and I'm trying to figure out how to set it up and to have some scenarios in there because I need to be ready for when that time comes, all right? Hey, let me go back up to transitioning back. All right, Chris says, it's been a great time of innovation, um, but he's looking forward to seeing what will keep going even when we go back to our building. Like, how are we gonna find this balance between reality and digital? Now, digital's reality, but you know what he means. In fact, I remember, I know one of my buddies, Stanley, he's been on this podcast many times, he said to me, Carl, I'm trying to figure out whether we're going to be uh, an analog church with a digital presence or are we going to be a digital church with an analog presence? You know, are we going to be a church that just has a website or are we going to be a website that's reaching the world and reaching our community that has, you know, in-person gatherings, you know, once a week where we get together in person and get to just celebrate uh, community and fellowship um, but during the week, we're continuing this on. These are the questions we need to be asking, all right? Yes, it's stressful. Yes, there's anxiety right now, but God is in this. God's not uh, you know, stressed out about this. He's not wringing his hands like, oh my goodness, what happened to my, to my bride, the church? No, he's in this. And I know, I know, and I'm not going to go there, but there are political opinions all over the spectrum about whether this was necessary or whether it's been an overreaction. To me, I've got my opinions, but they're irrelevant because I've got to deal with the reality. I've got to deal with the fact that people are losing their jobs and people are hungry and people are lonely and there are mental health issues. And so we've got to be ready to say, how are we going to adapt? And as we have learned to connect with people outside of the walls of our church, that ought to continue when we get back. And so I've been wrestling with, okay, I've got this Kids Church Online down, this last series, I learned how to film multiple weeks at once. You know, I did the Gus Welcome, I did all four of them, because once you have the lights and the camera and the backdrop and everything ready to go, um, then you, you, you just do all four weeks. So I'm like, you know, how does this apply to Kids Church when I get back? Am I going to continue to create some media? Am I going to continue to push it out during the week? You know, how am I going to deal with that? So here's what I've been working on. And I'm super excited to tell you about this. All right. Until you see Kidology post it or you see it on my Facebook page, please don't share this. All right. This is a beta launch, soft launch just to you. All right. In fact, if you're at your computer right now or if you've got your phone right now, you can type in pastorcarl.com. Most of you know that my name is spelled with a K. All right. I am launching a whole new website that is direct to kids and families to make learning about God's Word fun and engaging. I have so appreciated the All-Stars Kids Club app um, that's huge in the UK 
and kids here are enjoying it. I love Uncle Charlie's app that is focused on children with special needs. And as I was sharing the Kid Church online on there, I realized I've got tons of media. I've got tons of content. I'm creating tons of content. And right now I've been sharing those videos with them and basically creating work for those guys to add them to their website. And yet what I wanna do is create a vehicle so that when this is over, all the content I'm creating, all the stuff that I'm doing to engage with parents continues. Because there was a part of me as the human part going, man, these Kid Church online services, they are a lot of work. I mean, you're talking 20, 30 hours a week and the videos anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes. And once they watch it, they're done with it, right? I mean, after it's been shared and put out there, I mean, obviously those will be on Kidology forever, but will people need them? I mean, they'll be back in church doing kids church. They won't need all these old kids church online videos. And so I thought, I need to, there's a stewardship of my time. I need to focus my time in a way that I'm building toward the future, not just building toward Sunday. I'm looking down because Amy said that exactly. She said, it feels like everything right now is week to week and it's hard to do that proactive planning. And so what I'm doing is I am creating um, it's a website for now. It's going to be in the Apple store. It's going to be in the Android store for you people who haven't seen the light yet and got yourself an iPhone. It's going to be on the Apple TV. It's going to be at all these different platforms because my, uh, how do I say this? My uh, frustration is the wrong word. That's the word on the tip of my tongues. But my market, my audience, or my platform is children's ministry leaders like you. All right. That's who goes to my website, that's who reads my newsletters. So when I create things for kids, I can share it with the kids at my church, and obviously I do, that's my first and foremost audience, but then I share it to kids pastors. They have to notice the email or go to the website, they have to like it enough to then take it and offer it to kids through their parents, and then the parents have to read the email, decide they like it, and take the time and initiative to share it with their kids. So I've got two um, kind of bottlenecks or obstacles or hurdles to getting content to kids. And I am so excited about launching something that is direct to kids and direct to families. As you poke around the site, and it's, it is brand new, I've literally been working on it just for a few days. So don't send me any info on bad links or typos or anything like that, because that time will come and I will, I will ask for that. Right now, I, the feedback I would love to have is just on the content, what would be helpful, because what I'm gonna be doing after this current eternity and beyond series is over, is I'm gonna be creating lessons that are in segments. And so the Bible verse and the teaching and the fun video, they're gonna be independent videos that are on a sermon page where a family can go through those videos, but after each is something to look up in the Bible, a discussion question, review questions. So kids can go through it on their own, but a parent can also sit down and do kids' church with their kids and interact with them. But then when that Sunday's over, all that content, it is spread out throughout the website and it becomes a growing database of really fun biblical content for kids. Because one of the things that has, um, again, I keep going to the word frustrated, but that's the wrong word, but concerns I've had maybe about the Kid Church Online is that it is to all ages, right? 
all attention spans, all learning styles, um, and I have to try to hit all of them in those lessons. You know, the first series I did, they were about 25 minutes and a lot more content, but not all kids can last through 25 minutes. So with the the current series, I made them 15 minutes strategically so that um, people can, like you, can add them to your service and insert them in and not have it be at long. But I've had several parents, my my own lead pastor said, "My, my boys watched it several times because it was shorter. They might enjoy a half hour, but they might not watch it twice, but a shorter video. Well, if I break those into smaller pieces, and as they click around there, there's Toy Box Tales. All the old Toy Box Tales are going to be put on there. I may even end up killing toyboxtales.com once I get them all transferred over. Um, object talks, magic videos. My basement is full of object lessons sorted in totes by alphabet and magic tricks. And I can't wait to begin to create content for the site. And I will be looking for some gifted and talented friends who want to be guests on the show and have little series on there as well. If that perks your ear, you're like, ooh, I I want to do this or I'd like to be a part of this, definitely let me know. I'm super excited about this and I can't wait to see um, how God's going to bless it. I'm doing this completely free. I am making this just a gift from myself to my kids at my church and then to any kids in any other church, any families, any kids pastors. If if it's something that blesses your church and your parents, uh, there's a giving section on the site. And so anyone that wants can support it monthly or make a thank you donation um, to help underwrite it. But I'm, I'm just doing this as a step of faith because I'm so excited. I get to share the gospel with kids anywhere who have an iPhone or an Android or a tablet or a smart TV, they're going to be able to download this app. And even if their parents aren't Christians, they're going to be able to enjoy this fun content. I was doing this through YouTube, but I struggled with that because kids aren't really supposed to be on YouTube, and I can't control the related content. And so this way, I'm able to create a totally safe environment where kids can engage with the Word of God. The last thing that I want to touch on here um, was what um, uh, uh, Britannia said, and she just simply put two words, comparison game. And that's huge. There's a lot in those words. Let me just, again, circle back to the beginning of this podcast. Do not compare yourself to anyone else. All right? Don't go, oh, man, I should create a PastorBob.com or or I wish I could create Kids Church Online. Use what other people have, what they've got the talent or the gifts or the equipment or the time or whatever to do, the support of their church. Use their things. Um, create your own stuff. You know, kids, I hope they'll love PastorCarl.com. I hope they'll feel a connection with me through the videos, but I'm not their pastor. You are. You're their leader, all right? And so they need to see you. So don't compare yourself to someone else. I can play that same game. My stuff is not high-budget, multi-million dollar, fancy production. I can look at some stuff that other people produce. I won't mention names because they're my friends and I love them. And I go, man, I wish, I wish I could do that quality. What God calls us to do is to do our best. And the great thing is with kids, they don't judge. They don't worry about, you know, the technical. They don't they don't analyze their audio quality. They don't analyze the editing and the transitions. You know, they don't care that I'm not a ventriloquist. Uh, they just, you're just having fun. Like I say all the time, if you're having fun, the kids are having fun. And kids relate to a person. 
All right, a screen has never loved a kid. A screen is incapable of loving a kid. We can love kids through the screen, but it's you loving the kids, loving God, loving the kids, and lovingly making that connection. You're the bridge from them to God who loves them so much. So don't undervalue your power, your effectiveness with your kids because they know you. They can like me. They can like videos that they see in various apps and online, but they know you and they'll only feel loved by you. So don't compare yourself to others. Do what you can do that you can do well. Do it with balance. Don't neglect your family. Remember, only you can be you. Hey, thanks for joining me here on Kidman Talk. Don't forget to go to kidology.org forward slash COVID for all the COVID era resources, the podcast, the webinars. We'll even throw some other resources on there that could be especially helpful during the season. And go to kidology.org forward slash serve HQ. This is a new season of ministry. It's a clean slate. As you prepare to get back into ministry right now, you can be getting ready to train your volunteers and to make sure they're fully equipped and ready to go. Lastly, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present what you are concerned about to the Lord. Because you know what? If you do it with thanksgiving, He has promised that the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 